0: Hoo-hoo. What? What? Hoo-hoo. A penny? I I dropped a penny. Uh, th- that's fine. I'll pick it up later. Hoo. <sighs> Nix, I don't even see it. It's just a penny. Nix, calm down. Oh, what? Really? You have a story about a penny? Oh, sorry, my mistake. A coin. Okay, okay, listen, I'll get to it in a second. Oh, you have a story now. Should I get my books and quill? Oh, you're ready to go. Okay, okay, I'll pick it up. Where is it? How did it get under there? Come on. It's just there. Just a little bit further. It's almost... almost... Ah, there it is. Are you happy now? Yes. Please, one moment. Okay. Ah. Whenever you are ready, little one.
1: Far above the clouds, where the mountains peak, the winds howl, and the sun shines, is where you are most likely to find a dragon. There or the deep mines where the sun is cast out, and stone cold where the earth creaks and moans. No matter where you find one, you can be sure their horde is close by. Treasure beyond your wildest imagination. Vast fortunes that the greatest kings could not touch. The great dragon Zundri, whose hoard of gold could buy all the kingdoms three times over. The magnificent Versa, a collector of the finest weapons and armor throughout the land. A collection that could arm the largest army the world has ever seen. The terrifying Audrey, whose wondrous assemblage of paintings, statues, and other works of art would put all other collectors to shame. All safely guarded by the fire-breathing beasts. Tread soft, if you are to tread at all, and pray they do not see you. And if, by chance, you take a piece of their treasure, no matter how big or small, always look over your shoulder. For a dragon never forgets. This is where our story begins. Golden Horde, part one. Under a short walking bridge, connecting two sides of a stream where the water flows and mortar meets earth, between the crack of two large stones, we arrive at the home of the fiercest dragon of them all, Willa. Willa is a unique dragon. As in, there has never been one so small, fitting inside the palm of a man full grown. Yet, size has never been an issue or topic of conversation for Willa. He was Willa, and Willa was he. And it was time to start his day. And like any new day, it began with a good stretch and a mighty yawn. (coughs) Then taking his leave from his dark and moody cave. For as you know, a dragon must have a cave and any good dragon would make sure it was moody. He crept out from the cracked entrance, looking up to the bridge above. Its old wooden planks provided a decent escape from the harsh light of the sun allowing a few rays to slip through the cracks, catching on his scales, a precious green shimmering in the light of day. He watched as the stream under the bridge flowed by, resting in a sort of valley, a ditch to you and I, but a valley to a creature of this size. Willa knows a forest is nearby as he can see the tops of trees, peeking above the ridge, but does not know how far they truly are. He likes the sight of them. To his left, he sees a great field, stretching as far as the eye can see, rolling over and over and over again. His legs weaken, and his eyes go cross at the sight, far too open, too much ground, nothing to hide behind, or around, under, only over. And over is not a safe place for one as small as he. As his legs find their strength again, he slinks his way to the flowing stream, hoping to get a morning drink. But plans seldom have a way of working out to your liking. The babbling water grows closer when all of a sudden, a great booming shakes the earth, followed by a terrible rumbling and grumbling, as if the ground itself was hungry and wanted to swallow up poor Willow in a He raced back to the entrance of his cave, and braced himself against the rock wall, arms outstretched hugging the ancient foundation, his little heart beating against the scales on his chest, forcing its way up his throat, trying to escape the horrible scene in which it found itself. After what felt like an eternity, the terrifying quaking and shaking passed. Willa's eyes, which a moment before were bulging from their sockets, Nervously took back their calm demeanor. A certain bravery. A swift glance to the left and right. Yes, bravery. And with this newfound daring, he slunk from his cave once more into the light of day. Willa took a more cautious step as he approached the stream for a second time, gradually lowering his head to the water's edge and taking his first sip. Then another and another. Soon the whole episode was behind him. His shoulders relaxed, his tiny wings stretched. Yes, he has rather tiny wings, doesn't he? I don't think they would help him fly. Maybe for a little, but oh, they look so cute. Oh, and his tail curling behind his back legs. He lifted his head to catch his breath from the refreshing pool, getting ready for another swig when a glint caught his eye. A blinding, annoying glint. Obviously, he must see what this pestering light was. Moving his head out of the beam's path, he examined the calm waters. No, nothing on top, nothing floating, except maybe a small twig or a lost leaf. Where was it coming from? He felt that this thing, would be on his mind all day. Reluctantly, he adjusted his head back to the glare, forcing his eye open, trying to find the path. Not a tactic recommended to employ, but Willa could think of no other way. Once lined up, he quickly lowered his head, his eyes wide, keeping them in line with what he thought was the correct trail. Nothing was there, but wait. Look, below the water. Do you see it? Resting near the center pillar, the one in the middle of the stream bearing the weight of the bridge. Yes, that's the one. Follow it down now, below the water. Keep going. There, in the mud at the bottom's bottom, something shiny had lost its way and found itself nestled amongst the sludge casting a golden hue upon the surrounding mud. A small sun at the bottom of the stream. Willa's eyes widened at the sight. Shiny meant treasure. And as we know, dragons love treasure. How did it get there? It wasn't there yesterday. He surely would have noticed. No, it must have happened during the great noise. Fallen from whatever monstrosity was making its way over his bridge. Oh, he jumped in! Everyone, keep calm. Now, I don't know if you know this about dragons, but they are rather good swimmers. But the water is quite deep. Oh dear. Oh, there he is. Thank the gods. Uh, I wasn't worried. You were worried, Uh he dropped it, and there he goes again. A dragon will go to great lengths to retrieve treasure, risking life and limb in the pursuit, yet no one knows why. They simply say this is the way, always has been, always will be. As you can clearly see, Willa is no exception. Good, he's back with great strength and ferocious might and the golden artifact securely clamped between his teeth he climbed the water's edge water dripping from his face seeping into his eyes it burned no matter how fast he blinked but there was no time to waste wiping it away no no he wouldn't stop until it was placed safely back in his dark and moody cave a dragon knows never celebrate too early make sure the job is done and safe then one can celebrate the treasure wasn't heavy nor was it light it was an awkward size circular in nature with ridges all around its edge and about one-third the size of willa which made carrying it rather problematic his body leaned to one side under its weight putting him at an unsure angle and forcing his feet to trip over themselves every couple steps. The water did not help either. It made the ground somewhat slippery, and when he would tumble or bumble, a clang rang out from this golden find, and the sound would vibrate his head, causing his vision to blur even more. Willa knew what he had to do, and no amount of trouble or falling would keep him from his goal. He was getting closer, and closer to the entrance of his home, and finally, he was through it, bringing it to the back of his cave, leaning it carefully against the wall. He then took a few excited steps back, finding the perfect angle to admire the first addition to his hoard. It filled him to the brim with delight, jumping around his cave in glee and merriment, bouncing off the walls and hiding behind the small rocks, peeking out to admire the shiny golden circle before starting the process all over again. I think it fair to say Willa is quite happy at this moment. When he came down from the overwhelming joy, he approached it once more. There appeared to be markings across the front. It was the face of a man looking off into the distance. Something was resting upon his head. Willa did not know what that was. There were other smaller markings, maybe runes near the edge. Again, Willa did not know what it was. All he knew was that his hoard was now huge, probably the biggest in all the land. Probably. It was golden and shiny and that's what counts. It made his heart flutter. His eyes grow wide, his wings flap, with such a vigor, that his little feet left the ground. And there he was, hovering in the air, admiring his greatest treasure. A rumbling and a grumbling came from his little stomach. He had forgotten all about eating. Breakfast was well past, so it must now be time for lunch. Oh. But to leave this enchanted piece behind, he could take it? No. That would be silly. It was safe in here. He should go about his day and find himself something to eat. He turned around to leave, but felt a pang in his chest. Not a painful one, more of a fluttering. A hundred butterflies all taking off at once, filling him with a nervous, sorrowful feeling. He was rather hungry, and his body was doing its job of reminding him of that fact. Why was it so hard to leave? It was only a piece of treasure that brought him joy and happiness every time he looked at it. A sense of pride at his accomplishment. Right. That's why. But one forceful foot after another, he began pushing himself away from the shiny shine. And at the entrance of the cave, he gave one last wistful look back to his hoard of the single gold. And with the biggest, toothiest grin, ran right back to it. What? Willa, no. No, no. Out you get. Keep it moving. Uh, not that way. <sighs> oh, let's try that again. At the entrance of the cave, He gave one, last, wistful look back to his horde, and with a grin, left it behind. The sun was high in the sky, its rays coming straight through the cracks in the bridge, their harsh light bouncing off the water's surface. He knew he should have done this earlier. Yes, he should have. The light was making it hard to see what was swimming beneath the water, or on top of it. He would have to be patient until the opportunity of lunch presented itself. He listened closely for the buzzing of small wings, or the sound of rippling water, and thought of what he wanted. His favorite item on the menu was the water strider, a small bug that glided along the water's surface, its leg bending the water beneath them, but never sinking in. Oh, they were tasty. Uh No sooner than thought, he heard the sound of the water strider moving down the stream. Willa made himself ready, bringing his body low to the ground. His hind legs coiled back like a spring ready to be let loose. The bug was coming right in front of him. In three, Uh two... It was gone in the blink of an eye. But Willa was still a coil ready to be sprung. His eyes narrowed, looking for his prey, but there was nothing to be seen. No, it couldn't be. His neighbor, Madam Frog, decided to show up and intended to use this part of the stream as her spot for lunch. Willa gave her the meanest, darkest stare. Full of anger and annoyance, he stormed from his spot, no longer to his liking, and moved upstream. Now, away from the inconvenience, he would try again. His hind legs coiled back, like a spring ready to be loosed. His shoulders shrugged up to the sides of his head. He was ready to strike, and this time, he wouldn't miss. His pupils widened at the sight, locking focus of the small frame. Three... Two... The water was once more empty of his prey. His eyes now filled with anger, slowly panned up to the center pillar in the stream. Lo and behold, Madam Frog was staring blankly back at him. Willa threw a fit along with some other things, letting Frog know she was getting in the way and to find another spot. And it seemed to work. Frog simply clambered away, not paying any attention to the state she had caused Willa to be in. He watched as the last leg of Frog disappeared behind a corner and then waited until his breathing calmed down and his heart stopped racing. It took more time than he cared to admit, But when it did, he assumed the position once more, and waited for his prey. And waited. And waited. Um. And waited. Uh What was that? (gasps) His treasure! (laughs) With all haste, Willa bolted to his cave, entering in time to see a horrific sight. The golden shiny was in Madam Frog's mouth. Not only had she entered the dark and moody cave, but now she was trying to steal from the Horde? Charging in with such ferocity that the air around seemed to rise in temperature, Willa grabbed the golden shiny with both hands and pulled. The battle was savage. Madam Frog did not like the idea of losing a snack from her mouth, and jerked her head up with a strength that lifted Willa off his feet. In retaliation, Willa used his wings to give him air superiority, forcing the neck of Frog to stretch and bend whichever way Willa turned and talked. Slime covered the golden shiny, oozing out from Frog's mouth. Willa wanted to throw up, but had no time. He must bear through it. The slime was making his hands lose grip. He had to readjust before he lost it altogether. each attempt though, it weakened more and more. Acting quickly, and without much thought for hygiene, Willa bit down. Letting his teeth and strong jaw take control, using his hands to smack at Frog's face. To which Frog smacked back. Both parties were quickly becoming exhausted and the tugs and pulls became sluggish. The smacking was now no more than a sad light lightbulb. Willa would not let go, would never let go, when all of a sudden, Madam Frog dropped her end. She had become fed up at the work she would have to put in to keep this snack, and sluggishly hopped away. Willa, with the slimy shiny still in his mouth, and his little frame swaying from fatigue, watched as his enemy retreated, then collapsed. With the strength in his arms and legs sapped, it proved quite difficult to stand, let alone walk. All he could muster was a slow, sad pull. Yes, pull. Willa, the terrifying dragon was pulling his body across the cave floor. Eventually, he made it back to the stream, but he had no energy to hunt, no will to pounce or strike. The ground started to rumble. The small pebbles started to shake. The rays of light casting through the cracks of the bridge were blotted out, one by one. Willa was now in a state of horror. He could not move. It took everything he had to get to this spot. This open, unprotected spot.
0: His body, no matter how hard he tried, would go no further. Stop, stop, stop. I've spilled my ink. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. I'm cleaning it up. Uh, Just wiping away. Oh, that's making it worse. Mm -hmm. So much worse. Okay, you two clean this up, and I'll go get more ink. Mm-hmm. Yes, it turns out I'm out. That was my last bottle. It's crazy to think that when you write for a living, you might go through a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, you get to cleaning before that sets. I'll be back as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the story will just have to wait. No, I'm not going to go and get you food! Clean it up! Thank you for listening to the Golden Horde. The Loremaster and the Owl Nix were played by Nicholas Ewing. Willa the Dragon was played by Willa the Dragon and Madam Frog was played by Madam Frog. The story was written, directed and edited by Garrett Cluett and brought to you by Voxstoria. Nix and I, Ooh. oh yes, and the music box. <laughs> Can't forget about you either. All look forward to sharing more stories with you. If you have a second, please leave a review. It helps us out. Remember, where wondrous stories are told, marvelous adventures begin to unfold. Until next time.